I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. Whoever believes in me will never thirst. We've heard that so many times. How long have we been Catholics? And it's one of the most beautiful passages. But we might just gloss over it. We might think, you know, I still hunger. Right? And, and I, I still experience thirst. So is it the case that maybe I haven't truly come to Jesus? Is it the case that maybe I don't believe in him enough? And, and even though we might not read this in the most literal, strictest way of saying, like, yeah, I get that Jesus isn't talking about the fact that I'm never going to experience hunger or thirst again after I come to know him, come to him, believe in him. We still adopt that way of thinking about it to some degree, right? To where we think, if I just pray harder, I'll get the stuff that I want, or even the stuff that I need. We, we can tend to approach our relationship with the Lord, not as one of worship, Not as one of, I want to be in communion with the one who gave me natural life, gives me supernatural life, and invites me into eternal life. Instead, we might think, well, so I've got this list of demands. I've got this list of needs. I need you to help me in my emotions here, in my relationships there. I need you to help me with my finances here. And I need you to help me in all these various ways. And if we don't receive that help, we either get mad and rebel, or we start to doubt. We say, well, what's it all good for anyway? Right? Why am I coming to church? Why do I have this relationship with the Lord if I still hunger and thirst? If I still have desires that He hasn't fulfilled? If my, if my life lacks something, then what good is it all? In fact, we make true the words of Jesus where He says, Amen, amen. I say to you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Right? What he said there was, I just multiplied a bunch of bread and fish for you all. You have full bellies and so you come back. But once your bellies desire more food, am I just going to be a dispenser of graces? Am I just going to be a vending machine of blessings? Or do you want a real relationship? It's what Jesus asked the crowds that day, and it's what he asks us today. Who is Jesus to you? When you hear him say, I am the bread of life, do you think like, okay, cool, that's fine, but give me real bread? Are our focuses so set on just what we need right here and right now that we ignore the inestimable gift of a relationship with the Lord. Because really, if he gave me absolutely nothing, poor health, right, just terrible finances, relationships where everybody was just the absolute worst to me, if he gave me all of that, and then on top of that, I maybe lived in a place with just terrible extreme weather, so all of the creature comforts were taken away, but he still gave me himself, I would have everything. But we often don't think in those terms. We, as Jesus says, work for food that perishes. 
while we ignore the food that gives eternal life. Now, this isn't to say that material things are bad. No, we absolutely, we're children of a good father. And children of a good father are able to say, like, hey, Dad, I want that. Dad, I need this. Dad, this is the way I feel. Dad, this is what I'm going through. I pray that we all have that level of trust with the Lord, but that our trust can go even further to where when Dad says no, I can say, all right, I still know that you love me. See, that's the point at which many of us say, whoa, 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 not so fast. I'm okay with you, God, Dad. I I love you, but only in as much as you're giving me that food that perishes. Only in as much as I'm not hungering or thirsting. Only in as much as I get the things in my life that I need. No, God wants to give us so much more. He wants to give us that thing that we need more than any other thing. Because even if all of my desires are met for 30, 40, 80, 90 years... I still need something more for that eternal life. I need communion with God. He wants to give us that which we need most deeply, but too often our focus is only on that which we need at the surface level. So, what do we do in this situation? Well, we need to be renewed. right? Renewed in our relationship with the Lord. Renewed in our idea of who He is to us. Renewed in our idea of what our needs truly are. And that's where food is a beautiful thing. Right? Because you're kind of changed by food. And if you've never had food poisoning, then you don't know what I mean by it. No, food has a huge effect on you for the negative or for the positive. Right? Sometimes people will change up their diets and they'll feel like they have just a new sense of energy and vitality in their life just because they changed what they consumed. And that's just at the natural level. That if we stop eating something that maybe we didn't realize we were allergic to, we're so much better. That's at the natural level that food changes us. But really, that food is changed into us. Right? What you are, what you eat, as the maxim goes. That's the bread that perishes. What about the bread of eternal life? What about the bread that does not perish? The bread of life? That is the only food that we consume and then we become changed into it. It's the only thing that can truly renew us. That same dynamic of, ooh, when I eat healthy, I feel healthy, is brought to the supernatural level. To where when I eat the bread of life, when I receive the Lord Jesus, I am changed Further into the Lord Jesus. I'm renewed in my mind, in my way of thinking, in my eyes, in my way of seeing, in my way of praying, relating to the Father. But it's not magic. And very often we treat it that way. We might say, Jesus, I've been receiving you for longer than that guy preaching up there has been alive. And still, I've, I've never felt a difference. We might say, like, God, I've come to you and I've believed in you, and yet... I don't feel like I have much of a relationship with you. And that's where this is not some magic thing that if I receive it, I'm changed. It's if I receive it, I have a choice. God opens up a door to deeper relationship with him or not, but I still have to freely choose that. If I go up to him with a closed heart, I can go and receive every single day for the rest of my life and be completely unchanged. But if I receive, 
wanting to be renewed, he makes good on that promise. And he says, yes, I will renew you. But it takes courage and it takes effort. It takes us taking seriously what St. Paul says in the second reading. And what he says is this. You should put away the old self of your former way of life, corrupted through deceitful desires, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and put on the new self, created in God's way, in righteousness and holiness of truth. If I approach the sacrifice, if I come and receive Holy Communion, but I don't want to put away that former self, that former self will eclipse that moment. If I come up to the Lord and say, I want to receive you, but I don't want you to change me, then he'll say, as you wish. I won't change you. You're still going to just live at the level of the food that perishes, and you won't be raised up to the level of being renewed in your mind so that you can live for the one thing that matters, which is your eternal salvation. But if with courage you say, you know what? I know that I have this sinful habit. I know that I have this destructive relationship. I know that I put myself in a situation of sin over and over and over again. I know that I just haven't been that kind of family member that I should be, that kind of um, friend that I could be. I know all of that, and I'm willing to part ways with my sin. I have the courage to put away that former self. Then God can give us a new self. He actually can renew us every single time that we receive divine fire on our tongues. That fire of divine love that we receive, it can actually change us, but only if we're open to it. Only if we say to God when we receive, Lord, change me. But in order to do that, we have to realize that something in us must change. And that takes courage. Because too often we think, you know what's wrong with the world? Everybody else. I'm pretty great, though. My family would be awesome if they were all just like me, but unfortunately, they're all broken, and I'm the only perfect one here. See, we don't say that, but we think that. In the middle of the argument, we say, like, well, I would calm down if she just said that she was wrong, like she is, and that I'm right, like I am. Guess what? It's not going to happen. Because you're not as right as you think you are. And she's saying that exact same thing. Am I willing to be changed by the fire of God's love that I receive in the blessed sacrament? Am I willing to be renewed completely, to put away the old self and to put on the new self every single time that I receive? Because God can do that incredible miracle, but only if we allow him to. And so, after this homily, we spend just a minute A minute in sacred silence with the Lord, asking him what parts of the former way of life, what parts of the old self do I need to, at this very Mass, say goodbye to? What do I need to have changed within me that in receiving you, dear Lord, I put on that new self that is created in God's way in righteousness and holiness in truth?